yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irok the yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara egornamian on kestchen ekol. Vien talam aginam griv arkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to The Left Wing. I'm Sinead Kassan. So Andy Farrell has shown his hand. He's named a 37-man squad for the upcoming Six Nations, which starts for Ireland in Cardiff against Wales on Saturday, February 4th. We've got the surprising omission of Joey Carberry. Ross Byrne is included. And Leinster centre Jamie Osborne has timed his run just perfectly. And he's the only uncapped player in the squad. Now, Keen Tracy is here to go through some of the talking points from Farrell's selection. Keen, no Joey Carberry in the squad. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Ross Byrne is one of the three out-halves there, along with Johnny Sexton and Jack Crowley. Carberry, though, I mean, this is the man seemingly anointed as the backup to Sexton, is now out of the equation for this Six Nations for now in a World Cup year. What a call by Farrell. Yeah, you're right, Sinead. I don't think anyone saw it coming. And I'd say Joey Carberry probably didn't see it coming either. I presume he got a call off Andy Farrell yesterday and I imagine he was probably going, what the hell, kind of. But um it's it's a huge call anyway, but like it's an even bigger call when you consider how late it is in the cycle. The amount of time that Andy Farrell and Ireland have invested into Joey Carberry as the the backup ten, you know, it, he's been clear. And I actually think his form hasn't been too bad over the last while. I think there's been previous times where justifiably his form has not been good, and he still got in Ireland's squad. So obviously, much of that is down to how well Ross Byrne is playing, and you'd have to say he fully merits his place back in the squad. But you look at Jack Crowley. And the rise that he's had, he came in late last November and did quite well. But since he's gone back to Munster, he's been playing 12. But yet he's in the, the Ireland squad as a 10. So that's a real kick in the teeth, I think, to, to Joey Carberry as well. Um, yeah, and I kind of, you know, I was actually kind of, my mind was wandering towards uh, Ben Healy actually as well. And I wonder what he's kind of thinking in all this, because how quickly the, the out half picture can change when you think that, you know, Andy Farrell has his three or four, and that's still obviously the case. But when the when the order changes so drastically, a penny kind of for his thoughts, he's going to link up with the Scotland squad next week. So um, I think you know if we're to focus on the positives out of it, like I said, you look at how well Ross Burns played. Like Johnny Sexton has been out injured, and like Leinster just haven't missed a beat with Ross Byrne playing ten, and like that has to count for a lot. I think most reasonable people would argue that Ross Byrne was probably a little bit hard done by since in the caps that he's won. Now, there have been times in those caps where he hasn't played well, and I think he would be the first player to admit that. But he hasn't gone and reinvented the wheel or anything. He's stuck to what he's good at, and that is running a game plan. And it's something you really see 
um, when you're at Leinster games. I was over in King's home last weekend, and it's something I noticed in Thoman Park and Stevens Day as well. Like Ross Byrne is a de facto captain for for Leinster. Um, if you if you watch it. Um, obviously if Johnny Sexton isn't there he's the last one who talks to the players in the huddle before kickoff like he's unbelievably vocal he's unbelievably respected and you look at the back line that's going to start there'll be plenty of Leinster players naturally in it so it makes sense to have a guy who's leading well but I wonder what it means to who is the backup 10 now you know you would have assumed going on last year that Jack Crowley would be but the fact he's not really playing 10 apart from when Crowley or Carberry goes off injured he's been he's been playing 12 otherwise so it'll be very interesting to see who starts uh, or sorry who who gives back up to Sexton in in Cardiff on February 4th because like we all know how injury prone Johnny Sexton is he's already touch and go to make it it sounds like he will make it but if he goes down then it's a big big ask to throw either Jack Crowley or Ross Byrne into it so yeah like it's it's a it's a major major talking point you'd have to say and look, just to clear this out, like you were down in Munster yesterday, there is no injury we don't know about or anything like that with Carberry. Yeah, well, we were like kind of down in Thoman Park and able to see um, parts of training again. I know the lads who were down there last week as well. It's been a real kind of really welcoming actually by Munster. But uh, we only just got to see bits of it. By the time I'd arrived, they were just finishing up. So you didn't really see anything major. But uh, Joy Carberry was involved. Uh, he was training now. Obviously, we don't know that he pick up an injury after that, but I highly, highly doubt it. It certainly wasn't flagged while we were down there. So, um, yeah, like it's a real bolt from the blue. And, you know, you kind of wonder what the Leinster coaches are thinking of all this because you go back to when Joey Carberry made the decision to go to Munster in the first place. They were quite not I'm not, not going to say happy, but they didn't see Joey Carberry as an out half. They saw him as a fullback. They saw Ross Byrne as the backup and the heir to Johnny Sexton's throne. And maybe that's coming to, to, to pass now. I absolutely wouldn't right Joey Carberry off even it like it is such a major blow but one injury he's back in there he's probably going to play well he you know you'd expect he'll play in Munster's games and the break weeks during the Six Six Nations you'd assume he'll start against Toulouse this Sunday and it's a real kick in the ass for him now like he's got to find a response I think there's been too many times where he's maybe been a little bit passive and you know he has had really bad injuries and we shouldn't we shouldn't like gloss over that, you know, and I wonder like mentally when a guy like that and like anyone who's just been cursed by injuries, I wonder mentally how much of a toll it must take in your body and your mind, you know, you're coming back and you're wondering if your body is going to hold up, you know, so there's a lot of things going on, but Andy Farrell has been very, very loyal. I'm sure we'll get on to some of the other selections, Sinead, but he's been very loyal throughout his tenure as Ireland coach. So to drop someone who is essentially Munster's first choice out half for two guys who is a backup Munster out half and a backup Leinster out half is a real, yeah, it's a real shock. Did we miss the signs about Carberry? Because as you said, I thought he did play well post-November. There was a bit of discussion after Crowley started that final November test over who Munster were going to pick at out half and they stuck with um, they stuck with Carberry in those big European games. But we did see last weekend that Graham Roundtree hauled Carberry off after 57 minutes and Jack Crowley then moved to the centre. And, and even seeing that, seeing that at that moment, it was quite striking, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think that happened on uh, Stevens' night as well, just off the top of my head. I think Carberry came off and Jack Crowley went into 12 as well. Um, so yeah, like there, it, there's no doubt that the Munster coaches and the Ireland coaches rate Jack Crowley unbelievably highly. Perhaps he's more of a natural 10 and he's certainly more vocal. That's something I don't think that's like, you know, in denial. And that's something that's maybe held Carberry back. I mean, it's unfair to compare him to someone like Johnny Sexton, you know, but like there's been times over the last few years where, you know, you look back to how Johnny Sexton basically took the jersey off Ronan O'Gara's back and you're kind of like, you just really want to shake Joey Carberry and go, you know, and 
there's different personalities, you know, different things work for different people. But there's times where you're just like, you, you know, you're so talented that maybe you could be doing a little bit more. And I think Jack Crowley is certainly of that ilk. Like he has no problem coming in, taking that jersey. And he's very much like Ross Byrne already. He's only been in the setup for a couple of years, the Munster setup. And he's unbelievably vocal. And the fact they're trusting him to play 12 as well, I think is a huge, huge kind of sign of how highly they rate the guy because they want to get him on the pitch. And yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, you know, Graham Roundtree and Mike Prendergast, and the rest of the Munster coaches have not been afraid to to make big calls. We saw that last week with Conor Murray and Keith Earls, and they probably have a big call to to make this Sunday, you'd imagine, as well. And we'd all would have assumed that Joey Carberry would have started, but now that he's been dropped, and if he didn't start this weekend, wow, I think it would be an unbelievably tough dent in his confidence. So I wouldn't be surprised if Munster stick with uh, Crowley at 12. That's if he's fit, by the way, because he didn't train yesterday, Jack Crowley. He picked up an ankle injury in the, the win over Northampton. And, um, you know, so he wasn't training yesterday. They are kind of optimistic that he will recover. So if he didn't, it would make the decision easier. But if Jack Crowley is fit, then it kind of just, you know, clouds the judgment a little bit. So, um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see. But you mentioned there about Ross Byrne. Surely Ross Byrne is the backup out half for Sexton now when it comes to when it comes to Cardiff. I remember even last weekend, I think it was after three minutes, and he was so animated. I feel he's got even much more animated on the pitch while you still want him to remain as he is and like, you know, n- not be Johnny Sexton. But surely to goodness, I would bank on him to come on in Cardiff in a tight game for that Six Nations opener. Yeah, I think I think most people would, and certainly if the Leinster coaches were in charge of Ireland, they would, and because they've backed Ross Byrne from from the hill. The one thing I would say is that Ross Byrne has been playing really well, but I would say Ross Byrne has been playing really well for Leinster for the last number of years. There's been plenty of times where Johnny Sexton has missed out on um, big games, and like Ross Byrne plays most weeks in the URC where Leinster have been so dominant, and this isn't just this season. So, like my kind of question to that would be why Handy Farrell hasn't picked him before last November, you know? So I don't think a huge amount has changed in Ross Byrne. Obviously, he came on and nailed the kick against Australia. And to be fair, if there's any of the out halves you kind of trust to behind sex, and it is definitely Ross Byrne. And that game in Cardiff, you imagine, could be very tight. So uh, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he'll be he'll be number two to sex, and particularly because they seem to really rate uh, Jack Crowley, which was obvious from from November. So yeah, it'll be it'll be one to watch. It certainly just gives us kind of an, another talking point going into the six Six Nations, where we're not lacking for them already, are we? Yeah, definitely. If I was Andy Farrell, I would want to see uh, Jack Crowley start at 10 in Toulouse just to see how he can handle a really uh, tough away environment. Um, So as well, Robbie Henshaw, we're just kind of moving on to the centres there. Obviously, Robbie Henshaw out for now with that wrist problem. Jamie Osborne, what a few weeks um, it's been for him. He showed what he could do last weekend uh, for Leinster, man of the match performance. He's got versatility there as well. And it's really great to see Andy Farrell going for a young guy. He's ready now. Now, let's not wait and let's put him in the squad now. Yeah, he's been he's been exceptional. I like I don't think a lot of people were, you know, certainly in my mentions on Twitter were kind of going jumping up and down that people were losing the run of themselves because he played well against Gloucester last weekend. But Jamie Osborne's been outstanding for Leinster for most of the season. That game in Toma Park, he was really good as well. So yeah, like it's it's a great story, you know. Um away from the fact that he's uncapped and he's 21, he's come from Nace through the club system and you know. There, still, there's only f- there's a few and far between the number of guys in the Leinster setup who haven't gone to you know any of the big Dublin schools or certainly the big the big Leinster schools. So it's a great story for for the club system. I think he does look ready. 
I, I would be very surprised if he starts in Cardiff. I think Stuart McCloskey um, did well in November, you'd have to say, last week or last last November. And he's been one of the few Ulster players, I think, who's been playing well because like, I'm sure, again, we'll get into it, but there's been a massive call from, from the Ulster players and it's not really surprising at all because Andy Farrell is picking on form. I think Antoine Frisch is another one who was probably in the mix there, but they see something in Jamie Osborne and he got man of the match, obviously, in the, in the Gloucester game last weekend and we were chatting to him after and I was really kind of taken aback by how big and broad he is. Sometimes watching these guys, even from the, 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 the media box or whatever, um, you don't really get a sense of um, how big they are. And while he is really broad, he's clearly got still a lot of filling out to do as well. So it's unbelievably promising. He can play across the, the back line. He can play at fullback. He can play in the wing. I think Leinster and he him himself, he sees himself as a, a 12 or 13, but like there's so much competition for there in Leinster. But he's doing really well. And of course, he has the left-footed kicking option as well. And that's been so important. To, to Ireland you know James Lowe is as far as I'm aware still back in New Zealand at the moment for personal reasons and you know I, th- I don't think they're quite sure yet when he'll be home he's going to be given the time and space he deserves to deal with whatever it is that's going on behind the scenes so you look at Jimmy O'Brien has that left footed kick- kicking option as well but now Jamie Osborne does as well and all of a sudden Ireland have plenty of options Jacob Sockdale of course is there too so um, it'll be very interesting to see I would hope that you know the Italy game is is somewhere that they'd look to use him even off the bench because he is a guy when it comes to a World Cup squad because he can play in so many positions like that's unbelievably handy to have and I think without a doubt Andy Farrell will have one or two I would say utility players in his back line you know the likes of a Jordan Larmer, Jimmy O'Brien, guys who can cover multiple positions. We've seen how often Ireland have been stung at World Cups through injuries and, you know, guys trying to plug holes. So it's very promising and it's a great story, I would say, for Jamie Osborne. Yeah, no, it is. I loved his uh, leg stride as well leading up to the try he scored. It reminded me of a 400 metre runner. I'd love to see him do a four flat. So the other centres there as well, like Bundy Aki. So you reckon that uh, Stuart McCluskey is going to be the plus one to Gary Ringrose. Now, there was a lot of conversation obviously coming into this, like we had Conor Murray, Keith Earls, Aki not included in the Munster and Connacht squads. Uh, but all those players with the central contracts in their in Farrell squad, probably not surprising, Keen, but is it the right call? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely debatable. I think that decision at twelve is going to be fascinating because Bundyaki, we can't even say he hasn't been playing well because he just hasn't been playing for Connacht. And I would say Stuart McCloskey plays well, and he had a bit of credit in the bank from November. Now, I think we have to remember as well that Bundyaki came off the bench in Aust- against Australia and scored that try and was really really good. And again, Farrell puts a lot of stock into how well guys have played for him rather than the provinces. It sounds like Bundyaki could be involved um, in Connacht's game against Newcastle this weekend. And if that's the case and he plays well, you know, he could easily force his way back in there as well. But yeah, just on the central contracts, I'm not surprised that um, Bundy, Connor Murray and probably Keith Earls. I think the one that I was really surprised was, was Jacob Stockdale, if I'm being honest. Um you know, there's talk that he might be coming off his central contract at the end of the season. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Like his form just really hasn't been good. And it's like, I think it's quite sad, actually, really, that a guy clearly with so much talent. Again, you know, we spoke about Joey Carberry and the injuries he's had and what effect that might have had on his, you know, his body and his mind. I think Jacob Stockdale fits into that as well. You can see that he's a confidence player. His confidence looks shot at the moment. He doesn't look as sharp or as quick as he used to be. And he's still very young as well. So, um, Andy Farrell has clearly given him a chance to to play his way back into form, but when you're looking at the the pecking order there in the Ireland squad, you'd have to say he's he's way down the list. Like Jimmy O'Brien, I would be fairly optimistic would be even ahead of Jacob Stockdale. You know, Jordan Larmer has been playing really Absolutely. well, Matt Hansen as well. So um, yeah, I'm a, a bit surprised. I think he was always going to go for Conor Murray and Keith Earls because 
they're just so important to the the squad. I think Conor Murray, if you want to have a different type of scrum half, I know Luke and the lads were talking about it on the on the left wing during the week, and I kind of agree that if you want to have a different type of scrum half, particularly like like against France and England, um. No more, no more than Munster this weekend. Actually, I would wouldn't be surprised if Conor Murray's back in for against a really physical Toulouse pack, even off the bench. So uh, I think that makes sense to have a different profile of scrum half. I think people have been way too quick to to write Conor Murray off, and I think similar with Keith Earls, but he hasn't played a whole pile last weekend. You know, we were chatting to Mike Prendergast yesterday, and he was saying it was the biggest coaching decision that they've ever had to make. But he was certainly dropping hints that the two of them could be back in the frame for this weekend because Toulouse away is a very different uh, test to Northampton uh, at home. So I would say, yeah, yeah, like I think people just get too carried away, quick to write off players. I, I would imagine there's still plenty of life left in the likes of Murray uh, and Keith Earls. Yeah, and Keith Earls, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, just on the right there on the 98 uh, Ireland calf. So whether he doesn't reads- want to end up like Peter Stringer, does he? <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. So look, hopefully, you know, he gets some game time as well at Keith Earls. Who are the players that have every right, Keen, to be absolutely pissed off this morning? Uh, I'll throw Mike Haley to you because he's been in sensational form. Yeah, Mike Haley's been excellent. And when you look at, like, there's still a bit, I would say, of um, uncertainty around who the backup uh, 15 is. Mike Lowry isn't in the squad. Now you have well, Mac Hansen is now a live option, you'd say. But, but I, he's been so good on the wing for Ireland. I wonder, would Andy Farrell, you know be keen to kind of move him out of there um i think jimmy o'brien is a really uh really good option again like it gives you that, that left foot uh, I think, yeah mike haley's face hasn't really fit you'd have to say for for andy farrell for whatever reason um i think he's been playing exceptional he's been i would say rejuvenated under mike prendergast attack and um, he's spoken about it himself and um, there's plenty of monster players i think who could feel a bit annoyed shane daly i think has been really really good for Munster uh Calvin yeah. Nash has been really good and then you go and you look at someone like Jacob Stockdale and it will never be said no one in an official cap- capacity will ever say it but I like my inclination is that if if it's a 50-50 call and a guy is on a central contract I think the guy in a central contract is always going to get the nod and you'd have to say there's probably a bit of that here that's just my opinion like people might want to disagree with that um but on form I think guys like Shane Daly and Calvin Nash uh, would, would more than merit their place um, in the squad for sure. Yeah, okay. Let's look at the pack, Keen. Obviously, Gavin Coombs is, as expected, really lucky. The fantastic performance last weekend. Man of the match, even though he wanted to give it to Tyke Byrne. <laughs> Man of the match against Northampton last weekend. So great to see him back in there and clearly has worked on his game after he was uh, left out or le- left the Ireland squad last November. Yeah, and you know, like that's exactly the reaction that Andy Farrell wanted to see from him. So we talk, you don't, we talked about Joey Carberry there. Andy Farrell is going to want to see something similar from um, from him. Now, Gam Coombs has been responded to that really well. I'd imagine it was tough because he was on the New Zealand tour last summer and he played really well in the midweek games, particularly the the second one. You really felt like he was kind of knocking on the door. Um, you know, Graham Roundtree touched on it last week. He's kind of gone away. He's worked on his fitness. You can see that from the number of evolve, involvements that he's had. He's not just kind of trucking her up. Like the pass for Jack O'Donoghue's yeah, sensation try was just so good. And there may be the kind of subtle nuances that we hadn't seen from his game, but clearly he has. You know, he does like an offload. Uh, he's been a bit loose at times, so it's kind of tightening up that area of the game. And yeah, it's, it's really, really positive, I think, to see him back in. And again, you'd have to say it was a bit of a masterstroke from Andy Farrell because if he if Joey Carberry goes away and comes back with a response like this, you know, even by the end of the Six Nations, then it will have paid off. And, you know, like we're here debating all the calls that Andy Farrell has made, but there's been very, very few 
uh, bad calls that Andy Farrell has made since he's taken over. He's a very strong selector. Um, he picks on form, um, and like he doesn't always kind of you know take what the provinces are doing into account. If guys have delivered for him, then that counts for a lot. So um, I wouldn't be questioning too many of his calls, despite the fact that we can debate them all day here. Absolutely. No, they've worked for him. And you mentioned it there earlier. Um, Ulster's poor former results um, have been reflected in the squad selection. No place for Kieran Treadwell, Nick Timoney, and then the backs, Mike Lowry, Robert Balakun as well. Although, is he injured at the moment? Yeah, I think Balakun yeah. has a hamstring injury. And that's a bit of an issue. You know, he's he's like such a finely tuned athlete is the word I'm going to use. He, like, clearly, he's like got sprinter blood in him. Um and it just seems like his body is just so finely tuned that any little tweak and you know, like it, it just goes. And it's really tough for him because, you know, he was a guy who I wouldn't have said have grabbed his opportunity with both hands in November last year. He came back to Ulster and Dave had a tough time. But he's someone who I think could be massively important come a World Cup. But anyone who's not in the, the squad at the moment, apart from a Joey Carberry who's been like a fixture in there, like it's a big ask, I think, to force your way back into to the World Cup squad, I think. Um, apart from injuries, of course, which there will be. But if you're out in the cold now you know James Hume is another one um it, it's very difficult to, to get back in unless injuries go your way and you can't really deny that again this is a, a smart decision by Andy Farrell Ulster have been really really poor like you can't pick guys who aren't delivering for the provinces who they've been like Ulster have been on such a bad run and um, I think times in the past in the previous uh coaching staff there were times when guys got picked regardless of what they were doing for their promises which didn't send out a good message at all uh so Andy Farrell has dropped a bombshell which I don't think any of the Ulster lads being left out as a bombshell at all but Carberry being dropped out he sent a real message out to his yeah. wider squad that if you're not playing well you're not going to be on the the plane to France at the end of the year so um I don't think it's any harm to keep, keep guys on their toes either yeah, no, absolutely. And just quickly, looking at that pack that's there now, obviously Tyke Furlong is in there. He hasn't been playing, but we always expected him to to make the squad. I'm only seeing one Munster player starting in an otherwise all Leinster Irish pack for that game in Cardiff, and that's Tyke Byrne. Yeah, and he's nailed on. I mean, I think Ian Henderson is another guy who's come back from injury. Obviously, he picked up the head injury last weekend. He's going to miss out uh, this weekend against Sale. But Tyke Byrne is comfortably, I would say, ahead of Ian Henderson in the pecking order. Um, Ian Henderson has plenty of credit in the bank. And again, you know, he can play his way back in. But um, you look at a guy like Joe McCarthy, who's kind of benefited, I suppose, from Kieran Treadwell's omission. And he he hasn't played a huge amount of rugby. I thought he was very good. Uh, I think it was the the Munster game again and Stevens Day. he picked up an injury in the last couple of weeks. I think he probably would have been involved last week. He's another one who's picked up a few niggly injuries, but they just rate this guy so, so highly. Like we've, t- I think we've spoken about him before in his podcast, Sinead, like his, his athletic profile is different to a lot of the other locks. Like he's just a big, big unit. He's a bit like Jamie Osborne in that he's plenty, he's plenty more filling out to do. So I can understand why Ireland are trying to fast track him. That said, I actually think, Kieran Treadwell has done quite well for Ireland off the bench. Yes. You know, he was he was the breakout star in New Zealand, you'd have to say, albeit he was only coming off the bench, but he did really, really well. So but he's not first choice at Ulster. He's kind of been in and out of the team, you know. So it, it, it's hard. That's a hard one. I think that's tough on him, but I can understand why, why Andy Farrell is looking to fast track uh, Joe McCarthy in there, to be honest. Like I think one of the interesting things about the pack is um in the back row. So Nick Timoney, as you mentioned there, Sinead is another one who misses out. So like Ireland don't have a natural backup to, as far as I can see anyway, to Josh van der Fleer in that back row. Peter O'Mahony is clearly the one they're looking at, but he's more of a six, you'd have to say, and has been playing six for Ireland. So if Josh van der Fleer gets injured, you don't have that out and out open side. Now O'Mahony can do like a very good job at, at that, but he's played most of his career on the blind side. So that's interesting. Timoney was the one that they'd been looking at. You've got obviously Jack Conan, who I'd say his form has been patchy key and Brendergast is in there and Ryan Baird, who's, 
who's been exceptional. Channel, and yeah. I think if you know if Josh van der Fleer Touchwood was to go down, I'd imagine Peter Manny would go to seven. You'd probably see Ryan Baird come in at six. Like he's clearly overtaken Jack Conan in the Leinster pecking order. Again, you'd hope that. Jack Conan comes up with the right response. It's not that long ago he was the starting test uh, Lions number eight. So he's he needs a big kind of few weeks as well. But I'm really excited to see how Ryan Baird goes. He was so impressive again last week in, in Gloucester and he's been playing so well. He had something different uh, to that Leinster back row, I think, or the Ireland back row and the Leinster back row. I think he's another guy who, get, like Gavin Coombs, has, you know, came in and maybe tried to do too much too soon. But I think he's tightened up certain areas of his game. The Like Ireland coaches, Andy Farrell and Paul O'Connell gave him some really good feedback. And you can see that coming to fruition now. So I think it all bodes well, uh, actually, um, when you look at the selections and guys who, you know, maybe have been out, have come back in. They've, they've earned their way back in. And those who are on the way out now have been kind of set to challenge to do the same, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it will be very interesting to see uh, who Munster go for, because obviously Joey Carberry is the big call. Really interesting to see how he's going to respond, Keen, isn't it, as well? Uh, that's great stuff, Keen. Uh, thanks for that. We're going to be back again tomorrow after the teams are named for the final round of pool games in the Champions Cup. And uh, you'll be able to take us through some of the permutations, uh, Keen, as well. <laughs> yeah, great stuff, Keen. Thanks for that. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. This is an Irish independent podcast.